What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. Man, we had a fun weekend of both college and NFL games. Uh, Maybe after week three, we have a new king in the NFL as of right now. Uh, There's two teams fighting for that, in my opinion. We'll talk about that in just a second. College football. Tennessee kind of had the script flipped on them with Florida running all the plays. But Tennessee still gets the big win. We'll talk about that as well. Plus, Indeed. plenty more more injuries uh, that can affect the NFL playoff race and and what teams do moving forward. But as we always do, shows brought to you by Bet Online. It sure is, and boy, are we lucky to have it. And I know you say both you and I are customers, as we, we like to customers. be a part of it, and they are impactful for our show and sports and for you. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines, fine reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting to props and to futures. Head to Bet Online today. Or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code. It's Believe50. Capital B and go caps all the way across. B-L-E-A-V and the number 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yep, betonline.com is where you go, Sig. So there you have it. And uh, they're awesome. And we're grateful to have them part of our show, my man. Yes, as always, betonline.com. All right, Sean, I kind of I, I asked the question before the read. I'm going to ask it to you right now. As of now, if we're looking at this as a, you know, college style AP top 25 type thing, do we have we're a on new the committee, Sig? Sig yes. You and I are on the committee right now. We're right? putting votes in for the top team in the NFL. Are you putting down a one next to the Miami Dolphins after beating the Buffalo Bills 21-19? I, I am because of their last opponent and the way they're doing things, but I got a close second and it's yes. in the other conference and they're the best team in the other conference. So I'm assuming you're figuring that Philadelphia is number two in a close I, race, correct? Yes. I, and two quarterbacks that the world told us segs were going to suck, right? Right. That oh, They'll be okay. Uh, you know, this guy hurts. will beat you with his feet, but can't beat you with his arm. Really? Yep. <laughs> okay. I, I'm seeing different. And oh, two, his arm's not strong enough. He's accurate, but man, it's, he can't quite get it there. And the, the measurables, all those things, right? Well, I'm watching one guy kick ass in the AFC and Mike McDaniel dialing it up, throwing on time and doing those things and playing tough after that hit he took. And then the other side, I'm watching Jalen Hurts beat you in every which way and still not getting the overall credit for being that guy that we'd give Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes or somebody else, credit Herbert, guys, you know, that deserve what they're doing. He's beating you every way. Two is doing everything with on time and getting weapons ball. And here's the key, Segs. Both have coaches that are utilizing the weapons and both have weapons, perimeter weapons that are taking care of their business. So, yeah, Miami, because the opponent they now, now, Segs, if you and I were betting at bet online and you said, if this game were six weeks from now, would you pick Buffalo or Miami on a neutral side? I'd still probably take Buffalo. I think mm-hmm. they're, but losing Micah Hyde, they don't have to yep. Davis White. It's getting, their defense is really good, but you can't lose guys and keep losing them and say that 
that it doesn't hurt. Of course it hurts. So with that, but I'm going by, like we said, we are the NFL's version of the committee. And after three weeks, the two best teams in the National Football League reside in Miami and reside in Philly. And if you want to flip them because you feel better about it, fine. But everybody said that Buffalo was clearly the best, and I get it. The heat, the temperature, I understand going to Miami. And Miami capitalized and took care of their business. Gave up a lot of yards, but won and took care of it. I, I got Miami and Philadelphia in that order, and it's close, but Miami first. Yeah, and the reason I'd say Miami first, if we're doing it like we talk about an AP-style top 25, is look at who they beat. Week one, they yep. go beat the Patriots. Week two, they come back down all those points and score 28 points in the fourth quarter against the Baltimore Ravens, another very good team in the AFC. And then you just mentioned it. They beat the top dog. Everybody's top dog going into this week. Strength the schedule, Sigs. That's right. what we're asking for on this committee, right? There you and, have and, it. And my favorite thing I kept hearing was, oh, the Buffalo defense was gassed. They were gassed in that heat. The Buffalo Bills ran how many more plays on offense than the Miami offense? I mean, it was great. Josh Allen threw what? 60 times, 63 times. Yeah, Josh Allen yeah, threw just over. I was going to say just over 60. Yeah. 63 times. They ran the ball 23 times. I mean, that's 86 plays that Miami's defense was on the that's, field. That's Tennessee or that's usually the Tennessee uh, volunteers. In college Ex exactly. Right. And, and I mean, they gave up 400 yards passing Did the Dolphins. They gave up 115 yards on the ground, five yards a carry, and they still held the league's maybe best offense to 19 points. So exactly right. while Buffalo's defense stepped up with everybody missing that they were, and they played good and, you know, they held a high powered offense down to only 21 points and held Tyree kill to like 33 yards. Tua made the big play when they needed it, that 50 yard strike down to Jalen right. Waddle to get them down to what the five or whatever it was. And a, and a phenomenal throw, right? right? Phenomenal throw. And Segs with that, here's a couple things. And I'm not dogging Buffalo because I love the Bills, and I know you do yeah. too. We know how good they are and how dy dynamic they are. But I, I hear, instead of giving the Dolphins credit, I hear a lot of reasons why we shouldn't. And I'm not sure why. I understand it's hot. But I can tell you this, you can't simulate that. If you practice in it, it still wears down. How you lead into a game and understand and hydration and cramps and all that. But if I go in and play, let's say I'm a home team and I'm in Green Bay or me in Minnesota, we practiced indoors, right? Or outdoor yeah. segs, right? And we're getting ready to go play Green Bay. Or if I'm Arizona, dude, it's cold. It's not just colder if Arizona comes plays us back. It's not just cold for the hot team. Hell, I don't want to play in 28 degree weather either. It's it's no. still miserable. Yeah. You still got to catch it. I mean, a lot of most of these people weren't most of the people who play weren't born in the city they're playing in, like Green Bay or or Arizona or Minnesota. So I understand slight advantage because you had to go on the road and the heat got you because maybe it's not that type of temperature up where you're from, but you both have to play in it. And then another thing, Segs, is I think you look at Tyreek Hill less than 50 yards. Isn't that the sign of a good team that your, your top weapons yeah. taken away and you still can win? Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If they take digs away and he has one catch for 20 <laughs> yards, but they can still find a way to win and beat a good team, which Buffalo is capable of doing, then then guess what? That's a compliment to the other weapons and the way you overcome when you're not playing your best. I, I love Buffalo, but I refuse to uh, diminish or shrink Miami's performance because of heat or because Tyreek Hill didn't have a big game. Well, all the more reason why they're good. 
their best weapon didn't have his best game and they didn't get it to him for 180 yards. So uh, it may change next week, but this week as it sits in our power rankings and our reason why and our strength of schedule in our committee, in our AP poll for the NFL, we got it right. It's Miami and Philadelphia. And wouldn't that be a fun game to watch, huh? Yeah, it would be a blast to watch. And just more to your point, I just told you that Josh Allen threw for 400 yards and two touchdowns on 63 attempts. Whoa. I just told you that 115 yards on the ground for the Bills, five yards a carry. Tua only threw the ball for 186 yards and a touchdown. Now he's 13 of 18. He was really good when he did it, but he didn't have these big yards like he has in, in weeks past. And again, Miami's run game still has not got going. Only 17 right. carries for 41 yards. Right. It's not even two and a half yards a carry. And they still found a way to win the game. That is that impresses me more than going out and throwing for 500 right. yards and winning 38 to nothing. You I'm find so glad you said win. it. Yeah, you find ways right. to win game in the NFL. You're a good team because this is how it's going to be in the playoffs when you lock horns with really good teams. Right. You have to find ways to win games. And they're all and when you get the playoffs, everybody's good. Yes. You get a blowout once in a while, but it's a struggle, man. It's bullshit. To, I mean, when people say, oh, they should win. It's hard to win, and it's, yeah. it's harder as the season goes on and teams start to separate themselves. I can tell you this, that I know in my life, business, football, whatever, failures have, have I've learned far more. And I've learned far more about myself in all those, too. I learned far less about a team. Oh, well, Segs, my Trojans win 17 to 14 at yep. Oregon State, right? I mean, in, a, in, a, in Corvallis. The mm-hmm. Vegas knew something because it was a six-point spread. We talked about spread. it, yep. You're damn right. We let into it last week talking about how this is dangerous, right? And, they, you know, they've blown a couple teams out, and they're, they're scoring on their first seven or eight possessions in the pet, right? Well, they went up and faced something different. Now, you tell me, do you find out more when we hang 56 on possibly, let's say we throw 50 on Arizona State this week and beat them after they've changed coaches? Or do we find out more you going up to a 3-0 team in Corvallis when – you're tested and you leave there. You tell me what you know more about a team, 48 to 10 or 17, 14. I know what I know. Now that I've seen both, that win's going to sustain them more than the blowout of a team they're supposed to hammer. Right. I'm just telling you it does. And that's why these situations you presented tell me far more about a team and their guts than coast into a win where you throw for 400, run for 200, you get a pitch a shutout, and everybody's laughing and wondering where they're going to dinner in the middle of the third quarter. Right. And it was, you know, for USC, it was coming back down to the final minutes. They were down 14, 10 and getting that late touchdown to take the lead. That's exactly right. Gut check. Yes. It's it. Are you going to give up? You know, because those are kids, you know, do they say, damn, we just don't have it this week. Like, screw it. Like, we'll take the loss and we'll try and win out and hopefully good things happen. No, they found a way with the superior talent to go out and, and win the game at the end. And that's what you want from your team. And that's exactly what the, the Miami Dolphins did. When it came nut cutting time, Tua stepped up and made that throw. And Jalen Waddle got open and made the catch. And then they Amen. got it in the end zone. So uh, moving on to the Eagles, I mean, you mentioned it. Jalen Hurts, he's been just as good as Tua. They've been the two best quarterbacks in the league, along with Josh Allen. And it's just. And he's better it, with his feet. I mean, he's a better runner than Tua is. Yes. He he's can just, extend yes. it better. He, he's a guy that can extend the play. If you get him out in open space, he's quick enough that he can pick up a quick 20 yards and a blink of an eye. And the Eagles defense 
is is Ooh. nasty. And again, like you said, they have the weapons. Not this week. It's Devonta Smith steps up with 170 ish yards in a touchdown and two and, and two phenomenal catches in the yes. game. Yes, and, and AJ Brown is there now. And I mean, you have those two together. I mean, we talked about it. That's one of the best duos in the league. And then you got the big tight end and Goddard getting a touchdown catch as well. I mean, this is exactly what Philadelphia saw coming. I don't think they saw Jalen Hurts like this because this is MVP level play. Yes, agreed. But, um, you know, hopefully they can keep it up there in Philly because, like you said, right now, the way they're playing, they are the best team in the NFC. And I and I think he's the MVP in the I'm talking about in the NFC. I, uh-huh. I do. I think he's the he's the front runner. And I know we well. It's a long season, but like is, anything else, but... we do the Heisman Trophy front runner mm-hmm. each week. Jalen Hurts is it in the NFC, and his ability to beat you now in more ways than one, and he's doing it. And he's a, people don't realize I don't think Segs that have never either stood next to him. See, that's a big physical kid, man. They, they, you know what I'm saying? He's a strong, yeah. big dude, and he can bring it. With that, and you mentioned Sags about Philadelphia, didn't it feel all the stuff I know they can do on offense now, their defense rising up too, and they're getting after it. And I know it wasn't like this, but it felt when I was watching that game that they said, well, Carson used to be here. Let's just make this personal and go sack him nine times. I mean, honestly, I'm not, but it felt like it was like, oh, we got a fist fight. We're about to show him that he let, that this is the place just to remind him of where that Super Bowl ring comes from. It was weird. And they, I mean, they, and Carson started out statistically pretty good this year, and I and I feel it's an upgrade for Washington. But they beat, battered, and punished, and attacked that game like crazy. So this isn't just a one-hit wonder, one-dimensional, should I say, one side of the ball team. Their defense getting after two. Um, and when you're, hey, what a novel concept, Segs, right? Playmaking quarterbacks. We mentioned Miami playmaking quarterback in Philly right now, playing at a high level. Coaches who get it and are teaching, and defenses who are disruptive right now, and and and, and weapons on offense. What a novel concept! That you got yeah. those four things, you're going to win a the lot of games. Happen. You damn right they are, and they and they're happening right now. Yeah, just beating the shit out of a division rival, and then watching. You know, you're sitting down Monday night, and you watch that game last night, and you're thinking to yourself, if you're the Eagles, we should win this game, this division by five games, because those two teams that played last night are bad. The Cowboys are bad without Dak Prescott. I know they won the game. I know they're both two and one, but you can't watch that game and be like, yeah, those are true contenders in the NFC. It's like the Bears yeah, Denver's being two, two and one. Stop. Yeah, Denver two and one. Yeah, like Denver's stop. two and one too, right? Right. When Denver plays Kansas City and all of them are good or Denver played Buffalo and I mean, well, for staying in the division, and I know both Kansas City and the Chargers lost, but when you look at the three game body of work. Yeah. Denver's in a major chase mode, right? Ooh. So two and one, I'll give him credit for finding ways to win, but they sure as hell ain't doing it offensively for four quarters. So yeah, man, I, uh, if you're the Eagles, you're saying, Oh, Cowboys, you better, you, you better bring a little bit more than Micah Parsons better have about 80. You guys on the field when you play us, cause you're going to need it. And offensively is Roger Staubach or Aikman got any eligibility left? No disrespect to Cooper cup. Because he's a monster. I mean, he's in the Cooper Cup, not Cooper Cup. Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush. Cooper Cup is a monster. Yeah, he yeah, is killing a it in that Los Angeles. But Cooper Rush is doing what a good backup's supposed to do: say, sustain it, play mm-hmm. solid football, and give your team a chance. And I'm proud of him. But you're going to have to bring a little bit more offense if you want to keep up with us, because Philadelphia they're going up and down the field at a rapid pace and playing really good. 
Yeah. Uh, looking at some injuries in the NFL, we mentioned two. I kind of want to go back to that real quick. What did you think of that whole circumstance? Mike McDaniel saying it was a back injury that he sustained earlier in the game and his legs were just kind of jelly because of the back. Or, I mean, when you get up and you fall after hitting your head, you know where everybody's going. And and it's all oh, about the course. concussion and, and it's all right. about him getting right back in the game after a quick check. Well, what was your thought process as you watched that whole thing unravel? One is if they went through the, if it was his head and they went through the proper protocol and he passed, I have no problem because that's called the test. If, if, and I would imagine the medical staff, if it was his head did, I guess the thing that bothered me the most, well, I, I felt bad because Tua looked rad. I mean, he was, he, he looked like you got up from being, you know, mm-hmm. a head rusher drunk, right? I mean, yep. like, you know, that feeling like, whoa, been sitting around yeah. with my buddies all day watching football. I drink up and it's hot outside and like, ooh, catch him. So he doesn't fall, yeah. hit it, you know, exactly. fall, fall down, right? That, that's how it felt. But I, I don't like the discrepancy that they went in and it was about his head and they came out and at the end of the game, it was his back. So I, I don't know. Hopefully it was just miscommunication and not deceit, right? And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But if it was his head and they went through proper protocol, I'm never a guy by optics that tells you as, as a non-doctor that, well, he shouldn't have come back in. If he passes all the tests and whatever machine they're using, then, then he should come back in. It looked now, Segs, I've had, you know, between the shoulder blades when you get that, between the, that you get strained muscles where it takes mm-hmm. your breath away between yep. the shoulder blades and kind of like, let's say you're not sleeping much or you're going through and it drops you to your knees. I've had that. And it's like, whoa. And the truth is trying to get up drops you back to your knees. That's hard to do. I, I, I've never got up and wobbled like that. And on the other side, well, I've, 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 I've had a buzz or two before that I've wobbled. Mm-hmm. And I've also had that injury, maybe not like that, but been hit in the head. To where you're like, what, what sideline? And you're a little bit wompy jawed, right? Now, when he when I saw the the hit and him get up, I'm like, he has zero idea where he's at now. That was my initial thought because we all have that initial thought. But I didn't like the discrepancy in what it was, the way they explained it at halftime and at the end, how they weren't on the same page. But if it was the head and protocol existed and they passed protocol, I don't have any problem putting him back in the game because that's exactly why you hire those doctors. So right. it looked bad. It looked it looked worse apparently than it was because he came back and played, but it looked bad. But don't tell me he can't take a hit because that hit, I mean, the way he got up looked like it was it rattled his cage a yes. little bit, regardless of where the injury was. And, and that's an NFL thing now. The NFL appoints yes. these doctors. The teams have no say in when it comes to concussions. And that's and, the way it should be, say yes, you exactly. Keep it separate from them. So they don't play favorites and try to get your guy back on the field, which in my time, it was a doctor there. Can you smell this? Go play, right? Now it's, you don't get to say, they ain't going to say, this is an independent doctor who's going to tell you if the guy can go back right. in and play. Uh, Mac Jones with the Patriots, he uh, suffered a high ankle sprain. Sounds like he could be out maybe up to a month. Uh, the Patriots haven't been playing well as it is. Uh this this they're, kind of just they got Hoyer. Yep. They they do have Brian Hoyer, who's a veteran yep. that understand been in that system, been with that team for a long time, in and out. And uh do you feel like they can even keep up, or is this kind of a just a wash year for the Patriots? And it's kind of let's start developing, get Mac back, see what we can develop with him as the season goes on. They'll hang around, Segs, just because it's Belichick's team. I don't I, I didn't have him as a playoff team going in. I don't think they have enough weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I, I just don't. I don't right. think they have enough weapons. I do think that they're good enough to beat somebody they're not supposed to be. And Hoyer's a veteran, so you got a guy who can 
withstand that, if that makes sense. You mm-hmm. know, they can keep you in the right now. You're not going to do much spectacular. You're hoping that he sustains it, but that's why you go get a backup. And he's been in that at three different times. He's been a patron. Right. You're just missing out on the prod, though, the way that Mac Jones plays and why he's a start. I just don't think they have enough weapons. They'll beat somebody along the line with him out. They're not supposed to beat. I don't believe they're a playoff team. I think they lack too many weapons. Uh, and then scary situation. Miles Garrett gets into a car crash yesterday uh, where his car flips multiple times, supposedly tried to avoid an animal in the road with a wet road and him and a female passenger, both okay. Miraculously, no broken bones, um, no life-threatening injuries on either. So good thing for that. I mean, just a scary situation when your star pass rusher, if you're the Browns or in the NFL, one of your superstars has that type of situation happen. No, there's no question. And you look at the vehicle and I heard my, my buddy in San Francisco, Ray Ratto describe it. Mm -hmm. And Ray described it as that when you look at it and, and on their show, it looked like a a folded up piece of paper. I mean, a a crumbled piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And it's a good description that Porsche. When you look at it, you think, how in the world do you great grateful to be alive right sex right. in a single car I mean, you look at that porsche it looked bad and they were being a fa- meaning man how grateful you know what a blessing that you came out of that alive and unfortunate circumstance thankful nobody else was involved that miles garrett has no life-threatening injuries but that's a, that's a when you look at the vehicle if you didn't know anything you'd say man did that person survive that crash that's what that's what you would think but um hopefully things will be okay and glad that he got out of that, but man, just like that in the blink of an eye on your way home, that happens. Danger stuff, and and it, and it sure as heck didn't look great. And uh, what a blessing that he came out of that one. It appears to be with no life threatening injuries wherever that goes from here, but dangerous and gut wrenching to see. Yeah, for sure. And then the final big injury that I saw coming out of this week is the Chargers losing Rayshon Slater, the young left tackle, who's one of the best young left tackles in football. Um, that's tough for a Chargers team where Justin Herbert's already beat up and they just got throttled by the Jacksonville Jaguars in a game that, you know what, Justin Herbert played, kudos to him for taking that hit, having that injury and playing. But if you're going to play, there's no excuse for getting your ass kicked like that. You're supposed to be a team that we talk about every year, the Chargers. This is the year that they're going to go in and they're going to make a run. And every year we see injury after injury, and we see bad loss after bad loss with this team. And it's every time the players change, the coaches change, but nothing changes when it comes to the team and how things work with them. I don't understand it. Is a is a charter, you know, I, I like to support them because I think they're a good football team. They got a lot of talent, but you know, enough's enough. You gotta win these games. It's the Jaguars. I know they're good and Trevor's playing good, but Jesus Christ, 38-10 at home. Yeah, it was a they got curb stomped and I think the Jaguars are playing better than anybody in the division. Well, we saw the Chargers do this against the Texans last year. The you know mm-hmm. Texans took care of their business, and it, it's become routine for them to do this with all that talent. But listen, I've watched the guys on the field, and Trevor Lawrence looks the, the quantum leaps have, have yeah. whew, taken off, and they are the most complete. The way they're playing, they played more complete than any of the other three teams in the division has Jacksonville. So you knew they were formidable, but they beat down the Chargers, beat them down. And if you want to be competitive, you're grateful if you're the Charger fans that the Chiefs didn't find a way to close their game out, didn't take it. They, they allowed stupid penalty by Chris Jones and allow the Colts, who were not playing very well offensively, go down and score mm-hmm. and, and chase you down. But 
yeah, the Chargers are going to have to fix that. They're going to have to find some DNA that says we're a great closing team every week, all the time, and we got to beat the teams we're supposed to beat. And maybe, just maybe, Jacksonville's that team that goes from worst to first in their division, Sags. I know it's early, but they're sure playing with the sense of urgency. And Doug Peterson's got some buy-in going on in Jacksonville, and I love the way Trevor Lawrence, he's looking like the guy we thought uh, was the first pick of the draft. That That's I, starting it, to match up. Just looking at it from everything we've seen coming into the season, everybody's talking about the AFC West. Oh, my God, it's going to be a gauntlet. It's going to be so tough. And everybody's talking AFC South sucks. You know, it's not. It's the worst division in football by far. AFC South just went 3-0 and against the AFC West this weekend. That's exactly the, the, right. The Titans exactly beat the right. Raiders, who the Raiders are the only 0-3 team in football. I know that's your team, but, I mean, geez, how do you – you bring in Josh McDaniels. Now Mark Davis is already having closed door meetings with Josh McDaniels three games into the season because they look like complete shit and they can't do anything. And then you had the, uh, uh, who was the other, uh, Oh yeah. As you said, the Colts beat the chiefs. So it's just, I mean, embarrassing day for the AFC West when you lose yeah, well, three it, games that absolutely. you really shouldn't. Yeah. There's no question on a division that we look at. That's not very good. You're 100% correct. And, it just goes to show you, and here we are now. We said the AFC is great. We got teams losing the games they're not supposed to. So let's find out where the depth is and how good it is. And teams are starting to settle in on their identity, Sags, and we'll find out where their identity is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then real quick, I you know, we had someone ask you on Twitter about Justin Fields. But that game, I mean, Justin Fields was downright awful. The Bears win the game. I think it was 23-20. I don't even remember the final score. Went on a last-second field, field goal. and. Uh, Davis Mills looks lost, throws a late interception that you just can't throw in that situation. Both quarterbacks, to me, didn't look good, but people were asking about Justin Fields. I'm a Bears fan. He was downright awful. He was downright missing throws left and right. He wasn't throwing the ball at certain times when guys were open. Now that I've seen some of the all 22, it's just things aren't looking good. And I put some of this on Luke Getze, the new offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, because Agreed. he comes out and runs the ball three times when they're all first and 10, second and 10, third and 10. He's just running the ball every time. I know they you know, ran the ball down their throats, but at some point you got to give your young quarterback a chance. And things right now, we talk about the Chargers. You just lose games you shouldn't lose, and it's just same thing season after season after season. I'm a Bears fan. This whole quarterback bullshit with the Bears is just, it's going on too long. I can't handle any more failures at the quarterback position. And I'm not calling Justin Fields a failure, but damn if he's not trending that way. Yep. Yep. He's now one thing about six. Here's the, the thing you run what you run for 287 yards or yeah, whatever with like a that. backup running back and no passing game threat, which is major indictment on the damn Texans run Oof. game defense. Because you know they're not throwing it. And when they do exactly. throw it, they don't throw it very well. And you still get gashed with the backup running back. Uh, yeah. Now, Fields got a long way to go in the pass game. They got a lot of weapons they got to get taken care of. It looks to me like they're just playing it safe and trying to run it, play defense. And Roquan Smith was a friggin' monster. You're going to get paid. Ooh. Boy, was he, ever, Fine. Was he yeah, everywhere. Finally. He had dominated the game against the Texans. But, yeah, I, I, like I said, it's early. They, you know, they haven't had weapons since Fields been there. But, we got to start to see strides in the accuracy and the decision making in the passing game. Uh, you know, he, you know, he's a big body that can run it, but I'm still waiting for him to take the next step. Regardless, it's got to look, it's got the optics got to look different, right? Sig? So, listen, 
he has not been good. And right now he, he scares nobody in the passing game. We'll see where it goes from here. Ed gets, he's got to help him by dialing stuff up and trying to create some mismatches, but he's also got to help himself by throwing on time and being patient, get through his decisions and throwing it accurately. That's what this position is. Yeah. And uh, you know, for Getsy, I think it's get Justin in a rhythm with some easy throws. You know, it, yep. it's everything seems to be down the field or just immediately throw out to the flat. Like there's no six, seven yard routes that just easy throws to start a game and get them in a rhythm. The other thing is, you know, we see Trevor Lawrence going, you know, things going very well with Doug Peterson in his first year. We see Tua and Mike McDaniel thriving in their first year. And then there's some other coaches that are in their first year where things are a big time struggle, like in Chicago. What do you think as a young quarterback, forget like Russ in that whole situation, as a young quarterback, like the three we're talking about, how does that level out when it comes to uh, getting in a new system and learning everything new? Oh, I think there's a major learning curve. And Segs, remember, there is, there's another. Now he's on his second coordinator in two years, mm-hmm. meaning fields, right? Right. And in truth, for, for a guy like Davis Mills, who Pep Hamilton was on staff but wasn't calling the play. So there is a curve. I, I, when it comes to Jimmy and Russ Wilson, I don't, I don't want to hear that they, that, that it's alert. No, you've been yeah. in the league long. Now, for Russ, verbiage difference, right? A little bit of verbiage difference, but you got to adjust to it. And it may take a minute, but he just stopped playing great football. For Jimmy, you've been in the same system. If you're rusty, right. throwing it fine. But I don't want to hear that you didn't have a playbook. You should know that up and down and be able to teach it yourself. Um, but there is, Segs, we got to be fair to these young guys because what happens when you're swimming in it mentally, it affects you physically. When the light switch goes on and it looks like – well, look how fast Lawrence has learned the system with what Doug Peterson's doing. So each guy's different. I don't know their level of – it's like when somebody gets hurt and their ability to – you know, their threshold of pain. My threshold of pain may be different when, in, during a knee replacement than somebody else's, right? And I think it's the same with the learning curve, whether Davis Mills' learning curve, it takes longer, and Justin Fields, he's faster at it, or, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence is faster at it than, than, than uh, Mac Jones or vice versa, whatever it is. I do believe there is a, we got to be fair, but that's why you got to devote your all week long. Every that that's, that's a continuous perpetual thing to keep studying and be up on. It's, it, it takes a minute because I know this, when you're mentally sharp, it's easier physically. You can be physically great, but if mentally you're not on top of what's going on, it's still an uphill battle. It'll take a minute. We got to be fair to these young players. Yeah. And in, in Fields case, another thing for him in his favor is when you talk about Tua and Trevor Lawrence, Fields just has nobody to throw to. Darnell Mooney's being doubled every play. He's the only legitimate wide right. receiver they have. I mean, they've got other guys hurt. Their third round pick is still hurt. He has not played yet this season. So if you're a Bears fan, one thing you can look at, look at Tua and look at, you know, if you go out. I mean, the Bears have something like $112 million in cap space next year. I mean, right. if you can't get them some weapons, then shame on you, Ryan Poles, as the GM. Ask Tua and Jalen Hurts how important weapons are. Exactly. Exactly. Quantum leaps. They'll yes. tell you. Yes. Oh, yes, it does matter. And we'll ask Justin Fields between Ohio. He had better weapons at Ohio State than he has at the Bears. And so easily. He, it's tr- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we it's, it's pretty obvious. And so it's going to take a minute. And then the excuses are by year three excuses got to go out the window because even if they, then we're starting to expect you to elevate the guys who aren't great players. That's what we expect. And that'll be the next step for him. 
Uh, looking at college football, we mentioned it. Tennessee, Hendon Hooker played outstanding as they top Florida to now jump into the top 10. They're a good football team, and I mentioned it. Florida ran like over 90 plays, and Tennessee ran, I want to say, in the 60s or somewhere along those lines. So kind of a script flip, and right. Tennessee took care of business. They played well, and and they deserve to be a top 10 team right now. I would say at this point in time, that they're the most surprising top 10 team this early. I didn't think mm-hmm. they'd make these leaps this quick. Now, I knew that the quarterback was good. You and I had discussed this. Yep. And we mentioned that last week, a guy to watch, and that they were going to run a lot of plays, that 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 they're, the expectations have gone up. But where are those expectations? Well, I know where they are now. They think they're, they think they're a national title contender. They do the way they're you – know, I, I, you can tell the swagger. And it's really good to see Knoxville was rocking mm-hmm. the fans there. That's one of the toughest places in the planet to play at any level when Knoxville's going at a hundred thousand and yep. the tailgating on the water. And it was really cool to see. And Josh Heupel's got him believing, man. Now you can't have a letdown against the team you're supposed to beat each week, right? Yep. It's going to get tough, but I'm going to tell you what, they also, the other side of it, they're sending some fear because you got a playmaking quarterback and they're going to run enough of them. And they also prove that they can win by you're talking about, that's damn near a half's worth of plays more or so that Florida ran. And they contained that quarterback, and Hendon Hooker's becoming a household name and a dominant player, and Heupel's got him moving. I, I, this is a team that now it's almost becoming a can't-miss ticket, Segs, because they're fun to watch, yeah. and now they're competitive on a regular basis. I'm enjoying watching Tennessee's success, and I'm sure the fans are too. I have some other stuff down. You know, Michigan played we'll a close game yep. against Maryland. Uh, you know, we mentioned the USC thing. Oregon barely surviving. Clemson, Wake Forest, that was a fun game. Uh, sure Ohio was. State dominates Wisconsin. Georgia kind of looked human against, uh, I forgot who they played already. I don't have it written down yep. here, but they only won by 17. But I want to end on this. I pity the team that's got to play them this oh, week. Oh, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're just going to bring out the woodshed. Right. But I want to end on this. Miami and Texas. I don't want to hear about Miami and Texas going into next season or the rest of this season. I don't care about those two teams anymore. I keep hearing how they're both back. They got all these recruits and all this NIL money and stuff, and they still lose games that they should win. Miami loses to Middle Tennessee State. Tyler Van Dyke, the supposed first-round quarterback, if you listen to all the Hurricanes fans, he he gets benched. benched. Yeah, he got benched. And then Texas loses to Texas Tech, your in-state rival. And you're going to lose to them like just just all of those fans just shut up the rest of the season. I don't want to hear anything right. from any of those fan bases. Segs, as big a fan as I am, and you know, this is my guy, Sark. Right. And I'm a big fan of Cristobal. And I know everybody's going to say it takes a minute. Well, Lincoln Riley, it takes a minute too. their quarterbacks playing great football. Yep. They got it. I mean, I can, so I'm just using that as an example. But here's what you're, you're I'll tell you what it is. And it pains me to say for both because football's better when the you yep. when Michigan when Agreed. Texas is playing, but it's just better because more competition and the recruiting and all this stuff. But I will tell you this. D- don't come at me when you're just a guy. You're, you're, right. you're no, you're just a middle of the road football team right now. Both of them. Not, not the great players. And I love the, the fan. I mean, listen, I get it. But when you're trying to sell me on those two, it's eye rolling right now. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat birdie, the par fives. Okay. On, on a term. And they don't do that enough. And I, and, and until I see that, that 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 leap, don't come at me. I keep hearing they're back and they're back. Both great, well coached, but what w- this is constant. This has become Groundhog Day with these two universities. So to me, 
They're just, uh, oh, ho, they're, right now they're eye-rolling and it's ho-hum. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it's a bummer, but that's the truth. Win something, then come talk to me. You yeah, know, that, there get, you go. Get to a college football playoff, then come talk to me. Amen. One hundred percent, brother. It, I'm with you. Yep. So, all right, that'll do it for this episode. As always, we are brought to you by BetOnline.com. You go there, get all your bets in, and win yourself some money. I mean, it's simple as that. I mean, it's not simple, and but to this show so you can win. Yeah, we'll exactly. Make it simpler, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll tell you which teams should win and which teams shouldn't. Uh, but that that'll do it for today. He's Sean. I'm Adam. We will talk to you later this week when we preview everything coming this weekend. All right, that's it. We'll talk to you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.